Words are a weird thing. We're going to think about that tonight. We're going to consider that tonight. Words really are a weird thing. Now think about that. We communicate, we pass information, all sorts of information with words. But what is a word? A word is a letter, a symbol, a letter that's placed in a certain order that when spoken produces a certain sound and that carries a meaning. Now think about that by itself. That is a weird thing. You take a symbol, a letter, and you place it in some order, and in that order it produces a sound, and that carries a meaning. That is a strange thing. That's really a weird thing to think about. Some words are easy. They're easy to speak. They're easy to understand. Uh, Somebody hits you. You say, ouch. Now that's easy. That's easy to understand. There's no confusion. Somebody's messing with you. Stop it. It's easy to say, easy to understand. Other words are hard. Other words, they might be complicated. They can carry with them very weighty connotations. Uh, Connotations that even change with how they are spoken. Now think about that. It's not just the word. It's also in how those words are spoken. If you get an A on a test, you can say, well, that's real good. If you forget there was a test, you say, well, that's real good. Other words are familiar to us, ribeye steak. Other words are hard even if they're familiar. Worcestershire sauce, (laughs) Worcestershire something sauce. Pass the A1 is what I would say. Words are weird. Well, today in God's Word, tonight in God's Word, it is a book recording the Word of God, letters that are arranged in an order, put together in a sequence that would produce a sound, that would carry a meaning, and then for an added layer tonight, and in doing so, they reveal the correspondence, the communication of God. And so we have a book of the Word of God, letters that are put in order, that have a sequence, that produce a sound, that carry a meaning, and then as the Word of God, carry the communication of God. Well, in God's Word, we're going to tonight have a very short study on words. We're going to look at words tonight. Our verse tonight is found in Proverbs chapter 25, and we're going to look at a single verse, verse 11. Proverbs chapter 25, verse 11. It is a verse I've always loved to think about And it is a verse that I know is true. I'm going to read the verse, and then we're going to look at it. Tonight, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 11. It says this, Like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. Now listen to that verse again. Like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. All right, verse 11, it starts off and it says, like apples of gold in settings of silver. Now, we need to understand that picture. We need to see what is being painted here. It's not talking about a gold-dipped apple sitting on a silver plate. It's not talking about an unripe apple that maybe is golden in color that is sitting on a silver plate. No, understand, this is talking about 
a piece of jewelry. And so this would have been an ornate golden apple. It was an apple that was made of gold, and it was set in a setting of silver. It was ornate. It was beautiful to look at. And so it was a, a, a fancy piece of jewelry. In this day, probably in ours as well, it would have been a rare thing. It would have been a treasured thing. It would have been a, a, a valued thing. It would have been a guarded thing because of those things. It has value to us. It is cherished and precious to us. And so it would have been a guarded thing. Well, the Bible takes that picture and the Bible says, now listen, a word. Now, now see how different that is. A word spoken in right circumstances is like that. And that's the picture of, of verse 11. A word that is spoken in a right circumstance, it is treasured like that. It is cherished like that. Like that piece of jewelry, it holds that value. And so here's what it means. The right word spoken at the right time, it is a treasure. It is a blessing and it is a beautiful thing. Now I want us to go slow right here and I want us to think about this. Our words, and you sit there and say, well, that's not me. That's somebody else that's eloquent in speech. And that's somebody else that speaks for a living. Our words, your words, my words, our words have the potential to be like that. That's what the verse says. Our words have the potential to be important words. They have the potential to be words of joy, words that have value. Our, our words have the potential to be precious, to bless, and to have beauty. That is the potential of our words. Now, I think sometimes we're in such a hurry, we don't consider that, we don't think about that. Your words tonight, your words tomorrow, your words moving into this week, they have the potential to be cherished words, to be valued, precious words. But, now here's the truth, because that is true, the opposite is true. They also have the potential to be the opposite. And I'll just tell you, sadly today in our world of many words, sadly today, most of the time, much of the time, the opposite is true. Now, I want uh, to have really kind of a disclaimer here, and I, I want to say something here, and I think I need to say it. Be sure and understand this. God's Word speaks about our words. It is an important subject. It is a frequent subject we have seen. God's word speaks about our words, but I want to say tonight, it doesn't give, however, undue power to those words. Now, what I'm trying to say is this. There is a movement called the Word Faith Movement. Maybe you've heard of it. And this, this Word Faith Movement, it's been going for, for about 45, 55 years, and it follows that our words have some sort of power to force God to act. And if you'll say the right words, if you'll somehow discern the right words, and if you'll say those words, those words will force God to act. Or someone will say, those words have the ability to bind God to a promise. Well, listen, God's already faithful to his promises. There's nothing we can speak to bind him to a promise that we feel applies to us. Some say they have the magical, some sort of magical ability to create a reality. 
And they are convinced that they can speak, the folks that follow this, things into existence or things out of existence. Now, sometimes when folks are following this understanding, they'll say, well, don't speak that over me. You'll create that existence. Don't speak that over me. You'll, you'll make that a reality for me. There's some that would say, and I actually read this, I refer to my bank account like it's always full. And so I'm not listening to anything else. I don't care what the statement says. I keep getting these letters saying I'm overdrawn. But you know what? I can create a reality with my words. And so when I speak about my bank account, I speak about it like it's always full. I, I read another guy. <laughs> I actually heard He says this. He says, I don't pray about getting a job. I speak like I've already got it. Well, I encourage him, go in at Monday, sit down at a desk and see how that works out for you. I don't pray about getting a job. I just speak like I've already got it. Listen, that's more like magic than our Christian faith. Well, that's not what I'm talking about. Now, it's funny. We have to make those distinctions. I'm talking about the value of words, the importance of words, the impact of words, but that's not what I'm talking about. With that said, however, I do want to say this. Be sure words are very important. Words carry great impact. I'm not negating that. Words carry great impact. Words bear much weight. Now I want you to think about some of the negative potential that our words have. Think about this. Words, we used to say sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt us. We put, we put a very little value. Well, words aren't going to do anything. They're, they're just words. Ignore the words. Well, words also have, can have a great impact. And I want you to think about that, and I think it's important to consider that. Words, yes, words, can tear down. And I'll just tell you, they can tear people down, and they can tear churches down, they can tear reputations down, I believe worse than any wrecking ball, I believe worse than any stick of dynamite, words can tear down. Words can destroy. Words can bear unimaginable damage. Here's something else. Words can cause hurt, pain, grief, and trouble. Words can cause that. Well, they're just words. Words can cause hurt, pain, grief, and trouble. We can, people can say things that actually injure, hurt others. And maybe you're here tonight and you think about that. Maybe there are some words that you've had said to you. And maybe there are some words that you don't forget, that you remember that hurt you, that stick with you. Words can cause hurt and grief and trouble. Here's another one. Words can dishonor God. Your words, well, hey, I'm not that powerful. Hey, it's not that big of a deal. Your words, my words, can dishonor God. Our words can slander God. I think bigger than that, our words can reflect poorly on God. We can actually, with our words, bring dishonor to our God. I watch, and I'm sure you do as well, I believe one of the most damaging, most dangerous things that people that are known as believers do is they speak words that tear down the image of God, that tear down 
the value that we give to our God. I was watching this week. It's funny how things pop up. I was watching this week, and there, there's a guy, and he's the, the pastor of a church, and he's the head of, of one of the big three uh, boards in the Southern Baptist Convention. He has a very influential post. Uh, he makes big decisions. And he put two vulgar posts uh, on, his, on his internet uh, posts, put two very vulgar posts. When questioned about that, they, they called him on that, they questioned him on that, and here's what he said. It's in writing. He said, the world has lost its sense of humor. That's what he said. The world's lost its sense of humor. And then he said this, I come from a different generation, and he just laughed it off. That's what he said. I come from a different generation. The world's lost its ability to laugh. Well, last week they decided to call for his resignation. And so this week his post is different. This week he says he is sorry. He is terribly sorry. And he says those posts are not who he is. That doesn't reflect his heart. And he said my ministry is not reflected in these two posts. I want to tell you this. God's reputation can be slandered in two posts. And this guy, I don't know what, he, I don't know what he's thinking. I know people mess up, but God's reputation can be slandered, can be harmed in two posts. Our words, words can dishonor God. We have to consider that. Words can ruin our witness. Words can ruin our witness. Now, Satan knows this. In fact, I think this is one of his tools. He loves this. And, and what I mean by this is this. If the words we speak in quality, uh, in content, in substance, if they do not match the Savior that we serve, here's the reality. No one's going to care or give validity to our witness. And, and so here's this, here's this very uh, practically. If your words are, are cuss words, if you tell lies, if you have coarse jokes, if you're a gossip when you go about town, if you're brash and careless with your words, the reality is this, we push people away from Jesus. We lead people away from Jesus, and when it's time to tell them the truth of the gospel, our words are emptied of any validity. And I think that's the most dangerous thing. We go through life, and you know what, I'll say this over here, and they understand me over here, and I'll say this thing, and I'll tell this coarse joke, and it's in my buddies, and I've known them a long time. It's no big deal. And we're actually robbing the validity, any validity we would have had in our gospel witness. We can run our witness. Words are weighty. Words are important. Words are serious. That is why God has told us. The mouth of fools speak dumbness. Proverbs 15, 2. A man is blessed and satisfied by the fruit of good words. Proverbs 12, 13 and 14, through 14. The one who guards their mouth preserves their life. Proverbs 13, verse 3. The one who guards their mouth guards himself from trouble, keeps himself out of trouble. Proverbs 11, verse 9. The Bible says in Ephesians 4.29, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only words that would build up. The Bible says, Proverbs 10, verse 19, do not speak many words. In fact, the fewer the words, the better. 
A prudent person, Amos 5, 13, keeps silent. James chapter 1, verse 19, be quick to hear and slow to speak. I could go on and on. There's 20 more verses just like those. Listen to me. We must be careful, considerate, thoughtful of our words. Now here, I want you to be sure and understand this, however. However, be sure, God creates words. God creates language. God uses words. How we know him, he reveals himself through his word. And so I want you to be sure of this. And just as we are warned of the danger of words, we are also encouraged of the blessing of words. Now, here's what I want you not to miss. We read that, and I think, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go off and shut the door. I'm done talking. Listen, this isn't a call to hush up, and it's not a call to stick a sock in it. This is not a call that would discourage us. I want to be sure of that. Remember the verse that says, the right word at the right time, it is most precious. It is a beautiful treasure. And so this isn't a call just to not speak. This is a call that we can be encouraged that our words are precious when they're spoken right. So what does that mean? Here we go. Let's get practical. What does that mean? It means we are careful we are deliberate and we are frequent in using words in this manner. Now hear that again. We're to be frequent. We're to be careful. We're to be deliberate in using our words in this manner. And so listen tonight. We thoughtfully use words to honor God. Now I think that's a pretty awesome thing. We get to think about ways to use our words to honor God. We use our words to exalt Christ. We use our, our words to, to praise God. And we should be frequent in it. We get to use our minds and use our words to point to God, to exalt God, to worship God. We ought to be frequent in it. Now, I, I was wondering, what if there were a recording of our words in the next seven days? <laughs> Maybe, what if there was a recording of our words the last seven days? We ought to be frequent in using our words to worship God, to point to God. Here's another one. This is an awesome one. We can use our words to encourage others. Now, that word encourage, it means to add courage to. And so they've become discouraged. Well, listen, all of us have the potential to encourage, to add courage to. It has the idea to strengthen others. And so maybe they've had a tough time. Maybe they've become discouraged in the things of life. We can be deliberate. We can be frequent to use our words to encourage them. We can use our words, another one, to build others up. The world's trying to tear others down. You can say, you know what? You're doing a good job. You know what? I appreciate you. I value what you're doing. We can use our words to Build others up. Here's another one. We can use our words to teach others. Do you know that's very frequent in the Old and New Testament? We're to use our words. Listen, this isn't a call to go silent. This is a call to be frequent in using our words to teach the truth of God's word, the wisdom of God's word, instructing others in righteousness. 
Here's the big one. We can use our words to lead people to Jesus. Now, I, I've, got a, I've got a hang up. I've got several of them, but here's one of them. There's a saying that says, well, you don't have to preach the gospel. You can live the gospel. It's attributed to this guy, and a lot of folks like to quote that. Do you know if you followed me around my whole life, if you followed me around last week, you wouldn't get saved? Do you know that? If you say, I'm going to do what he does. You know what? I can't live in a way that's good enough, that's clear enough that you would say, well, I followed him around and I know I'm a sinner and I have a Savior in Jesus. He died for my sin. He's resurrected from the grave. And if I put my trust in him, I'll be safe. There's not a person in here. We can follow him around and discern the gospel. Now, we might see the fruit of it, but discern the gospel, it's not possible. Here's the deal. We can use our words to say there is hope in a hopeless world. There is peace in a world that cannot find peace. We can use our words to proclaim the good news to tell of our Savior, Jesus Christ. I actually think this covers all of them. This is the best use of our words. God is exalted when we do this. People are encouraged and strengthened when we do this. We can use our words to proclaim the gospel. Verse 11 says this. Like apples of gold in settings of silver is a word spoken in right circumstances. I'm going to end with another set of verses. This is the prayer of David. Here's what he says. And let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. I'm going to ask if you'll stand, please. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come tonight. We're thankful for this night. And we praise you for this night. Lord, we could have, we could have filled our, our minds with nonsense tonight. We could have watched the crud of the world. We could have wasted this time. But instead... You spoke to us through your word. And you told us to be careful, to be warned of the damage we could cause. But more glorious than that, you told us of how we could use our words to lift up your name. How we could use our words to point to Jesus. How we could use our words to encourage others. Lord, I pray that we've taken this in. And I pray, Lord, that we're thinking about it. I pray that we consider it as we move into next week. And I pray as we go through the the hours of next week, that our words will be better words, that our words will be useful words, that our words will be wholesome words, that our words will be Christ-glorifying words, and not that we would be able to brag or not that we'd be able to set ourselves up for something, but we would be able to point to you. And then, Lord, we come tonight, and we're thankful for the word. In the beginning was the word. We're thankful for the word Jesus. We're thankful that he forgives, that he restores that he renews. We're thankful he's the revelation of God, the revelation of hope, the revelation of truth. Lord, we praise you for the word we have in Jesus. Lord, I come and I, I pray as we end this day, I pray that the message preached this morning continues to go out. I pray that there are many ears that would hear. I pray that there will be people that are stuck in sin, suffering in sin, that they would find the hope that we have in Jesus. Lord, I pray that the fruit of this day has been pleasing to you, a blessing to your name. I pray for the folks here tonight.
those listening in some other way, I pray that you bless them. I pray that you encourage them. And I pray, Lord, that we walk out of here and we hold high the name of our Savior, Jesus. We love you, we praise you, we thank you, we worship you. And I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen.